welcome to the Accepted Podcast, a college admissions podcast for the Savvy Student. My name is Tyler Kusinoki. I am an admissions consultant working out of Tokyo with students from all over the world to help them achieve their college dreams. If you like what you're hearing and want to support this podcast, be sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your platform of choice. Do follow us and hit the bell icon for notifications to stay up to date. Please leave us a rating as well, as that really helps this podcast reach more people. All right, today, the big elephant in the room, the new SAT, the digital SAT for if you're living in the US, this is not going to affect you until next year. But if you are an international student, this is the next SAT that you're going to be taking. The new digital SAT is going to be rolling out for international students this coming March. And so I decided to, in order to better understand this new test and to uh, give some guidance as to what I think should be what how students I think should be approaching it. I went and I took all four of the practice tests that are available on the new College Board app called Blue Book. So Blue Book is their new digital practice test application. And so if you go download it, it, it is an application that you'll have to download onto your computer. Once you've downloaded it, you will have access to four complete practice tests that model the new form of the SAT. Uh, including all of the technology uh, in terms of calculators and different things that you're going to need to be using there. Okay, so um, I'm going to go through that. I'm going to go through my experience and what I noticed to be the significant differences and then talk a little bit about what students should be prepared for. But before we go into that, just a little quick overview on what the changes are. So Prior to these changes, the SAT used to be around a three plus hours test, depending on if you did the writing section or not. And it was composed of four sections. There was a reading section, an English section, which is basically grammar, and then two math sections, one non-calculator and one calculator. And all of that is changing pretty dramatically. So number one, the, one of the first big changes, and I'm reading these, taking these directly from College Board just because I want to make sure have all my bases covered. But number one, you will be taking this SAT on the computer. So it is a fully digital SAT. All the tools, everything will be on the computer itself. All right. So no more paper, no more number, number two pencils, no more concern about filling in bubbles correctly or um, um, skipping one and then bubbling all of everything in the wrong order. None of that. It will be shorter, number two. It is only going to be two hours instead of three. So all four sections are roughly half an hour each, and that will be the way things go. And there will be more time per question. When I was doing it for the reading sections, it was around 30 minutes, 30 or so minutes for 27 questions. So a little over 30 minutes for 27 questions. So it's a little bit more than a minute per question, which is pretty significant which is around the same, but where I noticed that I had significantly more time was on the math because that was around 30 minutes or so for 22 questions. So there is a pretty significant uh, increase in time allowed um, for that. And I do like that they're also broken down into 30-minute sections. The reading section on the previous SAT was very long, right? Uh, 65 minutes is a grind. Um, same thing for the calculator math section, uh, which ran for about an hour. Um, and so those two sections being significantly shorter is a huge boon to students who may struggle with a test anxiety, of course, but also just with stamina. The non-calculator section is gone, is completely gone. All math will be able to be, you can use a calculator for all of it. I'll talk about that in a moment. And then you will be getting your scores back faster because it is all digital. They don't need to be mailed in to be run through a Scantron. Um, you should be able to get your scores 
back much faster, okay? And so you should be able to get them back within days um, rather than the normal two to three weeks that it takes it. And then finally, the reading passages and the English passages are changing completely. This is going to be the major focus of my conversation today as that's where the biggest shift really has been is in the reading and the grammar sections. And so, but those are the main changes. It's a shorter test. It is, especially for the digital SAT, um, one more thing is that it is going to adjust to the students. So there is no more, it's going to be very similar to some of the tests that kids take at a younger age, the map tests, where it adjusts based on your answers. If you answer it wrong, you get an easier question the next time. If you answer it harder, you get, if you, if you answer it right, you get a harder question the next time. And so no two tests will be alike. Basically what College Board has done, instead of producing the same test and spending a lot of time on that, what they focus on doing instead is producing a ton of questions. And so now they have this huge question bank that the application can pull from and will adjust according to the accuracy of your answers. Okay, so a lot of big changes coming, but one of the biggest changes and the most significant in the test that I took was the reading section. So I downloaded the blue book and I sat down to take all four of the available practice tests just so I could get a better understanding of the new test and be able to speak about it. I have been uh, just a little bit of my background in terms of this. I have been a test in addition to being a college admissions consultant. I have done test prep for around 12 years, whether that be SAT or ACT or SSAT. So I have seen it. And of course, I took the SAT myself. So I have seen the SAT change from being out of 2400 to being out of 1600 to uh, some of the change to getting rid of the vocab section completely to like and then of course to this current change so I'm always fascinated in the shifts to standardized testing uh, and so I was very curious uh, to see what has happening here so the reading huge big changes to the reading. So the reading before used to be 65 minutes and it was broken down into five passages and you would have um, one fiction, one social science, one natural science, and then one uh, history passage. And then you would have one more passage that was one of the one of the last three. So either social science, natural science, or history. And one of those five passages would be paired in that they would give you two shorter passages. And then there would be many questions asking you about the relationship between those two passages. So five passages, 65 minutes, and the goal would be to answer all of them, right? And so you had 50, 52 questions total, 52 questions total. And these passages were very long, anywhere from 70-ish to, to 90 plus lines. And oftentimes, especially the history passages were incredibly archaic, right? Uh, written in a style from the 1800s, from the early 1900s. Um, and so very difficult to understand for students who don't normally read this type of writing. So imagine my surprise when I hopped into the new SAT and passages as a concept were gone. All the passages are much, much shorter. They're around 20 or so lines uh, at most, and none of them are connected. So, uh, and so instead of five big passages, you have 27 individual, very short passages. And what that allows them to do is to take from a much wider range of reading material as well. I had, uh, I had uh, clearly research papers. I had old fiction. I, had, I saw some Shakespeare where I had to interpret um, basically, I had to summarize a portion of a uh, of a poem. There were pieces from newspapers, pieces pieces from journals. Right, it was a much much more wide reaching uh, range of topics in much shorter passages. Right, and so immediately this is a win. 
right, for students who, especially international students for whom reading is, the reading section and the grammar sections are the main hurdles. Uh, this is much more manageable. Um, you do have to be pretty focused. It's, it's become much more kind of like the LSAT, um, the, the test for law school students in a way, and that is much shorter pa passages. There's just a lot of them. So you're constantly jumping from concept to concept, from genre to genre, but the core is that it is shorter. It is much more manageable. You do not need to maintain like as much focus um, for you know, ninety lines worth of text that you've in a in a form of the language that you've never read before, right? It's going to be much more straightforward there. The questions themselves are pretty easily categorized, um, and here's where you can see the fact that they've kind of merged both the they've merged the grammar section into the reading section. So the first set of questions that um, I ran into were vocab. So you had to pick the right word, the word that best fit the context. Um, the next set of questions, type of questions, had to do with logic, right? Of like, if, um, which, which, so you would be given four options for a concluding sentence. And it would be like, which sentence most logically concludes the, the passage? Or which sentence best supports the argument? Or, um, and so that type of thing where you had to find the sentence that most effectively concluded a passage. The next piece would be evidence. So it really, really had to do with like, what evidence, if true, would best support the conclusion that this person was finding. So it would be like a research paper or a hypothesis. And then your four answer options would be um, kind of what ifs, right? If we were to discover this to be true, then the hypothesis would be supported, right? Um, and then uh, the last one is, uh, the last two are standard conventions of English, right? So this is uh, the grammar section. So they gave you basically a few options and they would say which of these um, makes sure that the sentence best conforms to standard conventions of English is the term that they're using. So this is just grammar, right? Um, presented that way. And then lastly is transitions, logical transitions. So they give you a bunch of transition words, right? Nevertheless, therefore, thus, right? And they then they have a blank and they say, well, pick the right transition to put in here. Okay. So fairly straightforward. You will have two sections of this. Um, and, uh, and it is a huge shift from what the type of reading that we have done before. So, um, I, this would be definitely one of the areas where I would encourage you get on the blue book and try it out, test it out, see what's there because the format is very different and it is pretty significantly different. So, um, that's something that you're going to need to practice on, um, for the math, uh, the math itself hasn't changed that much, honestly. It's going to be a lot of Algebra 2 concepts. Um, in what I was going through, I think that really making sure you understand factoring uh, is going to be very important. Um, there were many, many questions that just have to do with graphs and have to do with uh, determining the factors, determining the number of zeros. So your understanding of those equations uh, will be important. There was some triangle geometry, right? Um, and so, again, the question types are not going to be that wildly different from the current uh, SAT. Uh, and so the math itself hasn't really gone under too much of an overhaul, right? Because the format that they've chosen is the format of, like, have a large question bank and then just introduce as many as possible and then kind of allow it to, allow it to adjust the student ability 
that's a get, that's kind of the same thing as it always has been, right? All, none of the questions are connected to each other. They're all very separate. The biggest change and the thing that um, I think students should really spend some time familiarizing themselves with the most is the built-in calculator. For the math section, the built-in calculator is going to be the biggest piece because it inc incorporates the Desmos uh, a graphing calculator on there. Um, if you are students, you know what I'm talking about. And so you have both a standard calculator with all of its, all, all the functions, right? Sine, cosine, all the trick stuff is there. Um, but you also do have a built-in graphing calculator. And so making sure you remember to use it, it can be very easy to get caught up in trying to solve the question when you can just plot it and you can, and then you can see the answer straight away. Okay. So, um, making sure, so yeah, that's one of the biggest differences. You won't be allowed to bring in your own calculator. You will be using their calculator. So use the blue book to practice making sure you know exactly how to use that calculator like not knowing how to use it or technical issues. That's the worst reason to lose time on this. Okay. Um, and I would say that uh, that's true about the whole thing, right? Making sure you are familiar with how to use all the different tools that are available. There's an annotation tool, right, for the reading. Um, but I would say the calculator is the most important thing to really spend some time familiarizing yourself with um, for the, in terms of the functions because not, they're not all intuitive. So I spent some time playing around with that. So that's just an overview. My experience taking the test is that this test is easier, without a doubt. It is an easier test and how that is going to impact admissions. That is something I'm not sure yet. We are in touch with a few different admissions officers. And once we have a clear answer, we'll let you know. But this was a breeze. Obviously, I'm not a high school student, so I'm coming from a different perspective. But having having gone through and taught the SAT for many, 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 many years and, be, and being very familiar with the student experience, um, I can tell you that this is a uh, far easier test. Um, the reading is much more straightforward. Uh, it takes a little bit of time to get used to the format and the fact that you're jumping from genre to genre. But once you're done with that, the fact that you know you only need to answer one question um, makes it very easy to tackle. Um, the evidence questions and the logic questions in particular, right? All you don't even really need to read the whole passage. You just need to look for the hypothesis and then look at the answer options and see which best supports the hypothesis, right? Um, and then the standard conventions of English, the vocab, the transitions. So three of the five different types of reading that you're going to be doing are pretty just straightforward, right? It's just, you look at it, you look for the right word, you look for the right transition and then know your grammar, right? Um, and then the logic and evidence pieces take a little bit more time. But again, as I mentioned, um, because you are looking for logic and evidence, you don't actually have to read the whole passage all the time. Um, and these passages are already short to begin with. So um, for the students who have consistently struggled with the reading and the grammar section, but have aced the math, um, this is uh, potentially a great opportunity to lock in a really, really solid score. The math is going to be fine. If you were doing fine in math, you're going to be fine here. Just, I know that a lot of you have become very dependent on your TI. Make sure you familiarize yourself with the, uh, with the, with the calculator that's built in. Okay. Um, all right. And, uh, and so without kind of doing any too much prep, I would say of like, just for myself, the 30 minute sections per 30 minute section, I was done with each section in about anywhere from eight to 10 minutes. Um, is about how long it took for uh, 27, 27, 22, and 22 questions each. 
Um, and for each of those, I made a couple. I need to review some of my math. I made a couple math mistakes, uh, but um, I was able to very quickly get kind of a 1580 on each of those uh, on the practice tests. So I, I really am wondering how colleges are going to view this new test because of how just dramatically easier it is than the SAT. A lot of the mental load um, that was placed upon students from the, from the reading section is just gone, right? Um, and the fact that that is, uh, used to be the first section, like by the time students are done with the reading section, they are exhausted and then they have to do two, two and a half more hours of testing. The ease, the, the, the change up to the reading is really going to shift um, scores. Um, I expect scores across the board to go up. Um, and so how colleges are going to assess this, especially since the test is adaptive um, and responds to student answers, right? How does that all fit into what the score is telling you, right? What is a 1500 um, based when this new test is the way it is? Okay, so um, that's something that once I have more kind of confirmed direct from the horse's mouth knowledge, I will share, of course, uh, but that's just been my experience. So um, the questions um, that I've had with a lot of different parents um, are pretty, uh, have to have largely to do with timing, right? Should I take this new test or should I try to take the old practice test in America, right? There's not a whole lot of practice material, um, et cetera, et cetera. And my general thought process around this is maybe don't take the March one because this is going to be the first trial. There are going to be technical issues. I guarantee that worldwide launch is never smooth of anything, but practice, right? Try it out. Try out the blue book. Do all four of those practice tests. I think, especially even though you've been practicing on the old SAT, that by no means that all of that practice is wasted just because the new SAT is coming out. Um, I would wait for other people to take the March test, um, hear from them how that experience was let a little bit of data come out, and then try to take one in August, right? And in the meantime, use that to prepare. So I think that this new SAT, especially for students who have struggled with this before, will be a very welcome shift. Other question that main question that I received is, should I shift to the ACT? Because the ACT is not changing. The ACT is uh, the same as it always has been. And I would say that the ACT makes for a more sure bet because we know what those numbers mean, right? I just met like what I just mentioned before, a 1500 on this new test. I don't know exactly what that means or how that's going to be viewed um, because it's, I think it's pretty easy to get a 1500 to be honest, but the ACT is a known quantity, right? The ACT, I know what a 35 indicates, right? I just need to look at the number and I get it. Right. And that's the same for admissions officers. And so um, if you are going to be applying in the next couple years um, and you find that the ACT is the better test for you, the ACT is faster, right? It's more questions, less time. Uh, but as a result, the questions tend to be easier and you do have to deal with the science section, which is a little bit different. However, um, I would say if what you what you want is you want to have a ton of existing practice materials. You want to uh, use a test that is a known quantity to admissions officers where a score means what it means and everyone knows what it means, right? Um, and you don't want to kind of be a guinea pig for a new test, right? Then the ACT is a good idea, potentially, okay? I will 
be updating more on this as more things develop. Um, the world of test prep is constantly changing um, as schools try to figure out what is the best metric to assess students by. Um, so I will be continuing to uh, kind of just take stock of that. And obviously I will talk about it here because uh, this is a big deal, right? Especially with schools like MIT and Georgia Tech saying that, oh no, we're going back to being test required, right? Standardized test scores and which tests you choose to take and which tests you choose to dedicate hours and a lot of money to prepare for is important. It is a very important decision. And so um, I will, as I get more information and as we understand more about how these tests will be viewed, um, I will let you know if we can get an admissions officer on to talk about it directly, we will do so. We will absolutely do so. So if you're out there and you're an admissions officer and would love to talk about this, give me a shout out. Okay. All right. That is it for today. Thanks for listening to the Accepted Podcast. Again, my name is Tyler Kusunoki. We hope you enjoyed today's topic on the new digital SAT. Join us next week for more on the complex world of college admissions. If you like what you're hearing and want to support us, be sure to leave us a rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your platform of choice. Follow us and hit the bell icon for notifications to stay up to date. We also do regularly host events both in person and online. So if you're interested in attending free info sessions with me and real admissions officers, check us out at tokyoacademics.com slash events. That is tokyoacademics.com slash events. That's it for today. And remember, the key to getting in is getting ready. Right